Not ready? Too bad. Head back, face forward, and hold on like you mean it. Welcome to Review Time's Theme Parkcast, a weekly show where we explore the ins and outs of attractions and theme parks from around the world. My name is Dom and I will be your host today as we explore the wild, wild west. The Falls, to be more specific, an attraction at Warner Brothers Movie World, which opened sometime in the early 2000s, but we'll get to those specifics a little bit later. Movie World describes this attraction uh, with, let us take you on a wild ride through the county. You'll make your way past ghost towns, geysers and wagon trains out in the Wild West before ending the ride with a splash. But before I get into that, I need to introduce the man who believed that a lot of conflict in the Wild West could have been avoided completely if architects in those days just made their towns big enough for everyone. It's Review Time (laughs) co-host Luke Carroll. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's never big enough for two. So why not just double the size? It's big enough for everyone. Simple, simple exactly. fix. So have you ever seen what a, a Wild West town actually, how small they were? Yeah, it's they crazy. were just like a, a little shop and it would be like a, yeah. a tiny little shop front where you would go and get your, your wares and then yeah. you would have like a, a big saloon. But most of, of the time- That's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> the, the saloons were more of a way, I feel, to bring in revenue for the town. Yeah, they and were to bring always, people like, the together. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of people lived in ranches and stuff like that away from the town centre. So- there's one good way to bring people in. It's alcohol. That's still the way Australia works today. Alcohol and ladies, but this is a PG show. We don't oh, talk God. about the ladies, except no for the way. ladies that you might see out the front of the Wild West Falls attraction. Every now and then they have them dancing. The little, to... the little dance show yeah. that plays the, the, the famous Will Smith song. <laughs> The wild, wild west. Dun, dun, well, that's, that's probably a good jumping off point to start. That For those that don't know, Wild West Falls is a log flume attraction mm. at Warner Brothers Movie World. It is probably one of our best themed attractions I would ever, almost say I'd today, say. yeah, still mm. standing, it might be Australia's best themed attraction that yeah. you can still ride today. It's like in, it's insanely well themed. A lot of people hold it up to Disney's caliber and I would hold it up to sort of early Disney caliber. Like, you know, when you think yeah. about your, it's your Pirates n- it's of the Caribbean as, without animatronics. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, sure. It's not as good as Splash Mountain and stuff like that. But the set dressing and the effects pretty much are on point with Disney. It is just more the yeah, lack of animatronics mm-hmm. that set it apart from that. But it's still spectacular. Oh, 100%. (laughs) It is one of those attractions that, yeah, it's getting on in age. This is an Mm. attraction which opened, I believe it was around uh, 1998. Uh, I just found my little part of the document (laughs) that says December 26, 1998. And for those who have uh, listened to our Movie World episode, really good episode, uh, you'll notice that everything opens on Boxing Day at this park. So this is following that trend. Um, It's very Australian. They don't kind of do it that much anymore, but that was a huge thing. So if you're not sure why that might be the case, in Australia, our longest school holidays is pretty much starting at Christmas and then it takes you through to the end of January. Mm. So that's when most of Australia are on their kind of six-week holiday from school. So it was the perfect time to open up a big new attraction 
and drag them in. For us, that is our summer holiday. Yeah, we that's don't get, our- you know, the big three-month break like some American and European countries do. We get smaller breaks throughout the year, and then our big summer break is Christmas, New Year, moving into January. It's kind of like the equivalent of spring break, I feel, like the big one where you go on a holiday and you go and have a party because it's like the middle of summer, it's hot, you've well, just finished Christmas. Well, that is summer break for America, which yeah, they're in true. at the moment. But uh, difference being, it's it's always quite nice where they're at the Gold Coast theme mm. parks. It's not like when you go on summer break to, you know, Walt Disney World and you <laughs> melt onto the floor anytime <laughs> you walk outside the door. It's quite nice. And this, even better is a water ride Mm. and summer is the perfect time to ride this type of attraction because you can get absolutely demolished by water on this attraction. It's not a baby flume where, you know, it kicks the water away from you. You can get drenched on this thing. This one, yeah, I know that they warn you when you're getting on to Splash Mountain. They're like, you'll get wet. And, like, the wetness you that you feel wet. on that. You might get soaked, <laughs> I think it says. <laughs> but with that, when you go on um, Splash Mountain, you know, when you get wet, it's kind of like a, ooh, I'm a little bit a sprinkled. <laughs> Whereas this, you come off and it looks like you've just jumped into the lake. Yeah, <laughs> you can. And there's, a, there's parts where... Sometimes it's not even the drop that gets you destroyed. Mm. Depending on what seat you're sitting on the attraction, some of just the effects while going around before the drop can get you just as soaked as the drop itself. Oh, 100%. But before we get into sort of uh, the majority of the traction, I also want to point out that we have just recently released a new line of merchandise specifically for Movie World's 30th anniversary. It's uh, Hollywood, 30 years on the Gold Coast, and that's mm-hmm. on Amusement Trading Co. Amazing artwork done by our resident artist, Luke Shekatano, and it's just phenomenal. So amusementtrading.co is where you can go and check those out. And there are some... Really nice designs on there, one which yeah. I've got on the way. What I what's your favorite from the collection? I'm in love with the like movie world poster. So Luke's mm. done some art essentially of the facades of all the classic Main Street movie world buildings, and that is probably my favorite. Closely second behind, there's a a little Morgan Ross collection. Which <laughs> hey, we're not gonna explain who Morgan Ross is, because if you know, you, you know. know. So make sure to check it out, (laughs) amusementtrading.co. You can get to it from the homepage. All the other exciting stuff is still up there as well. So thanks to ourself, I guess, for sponsoring this episode. (laughs) It's one of those ones where, you know, it's it's not... We're not paying ourselves for this. We're just really proud of the the work that Luke does. Yeah, and we, check it out. It's great work. Um, so shall we jump into some of the history of this Let's attraction? Let's do it. The Wild West Falls. So this originally, uh, we sort of briefly touched on it. This is themed around the Wild Wild West film, uh, which contained Will Smith <laughs> and Kevin Klein. This is also going to be for those who are watching what this a episode. Terrible film. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> even that. Oh well, I'll get into that anything? a little bit later. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I do not, but it's um, it was originally meant to be named Rio Bravo, so it was themed the attraction, not the film. <laughs> yeah, so it was going to be themed after the film of the same name. Yeah. So, it, and it still got references to Rio Bravo as well. Yeah, so Rio Bravo is a classic, you know, John Wayne height of the 
the Wild West films in the world, like, you know, the cliches mm. that you expect are from films such as Rio Bravo. And yeah. interestingly, Rio Bravo is the version of this attraction that would open, I think, at uh, movie part of what a the Madrid version of Movie World? I yeah. think their version of this attraction is called Rio Bravo. It is. So that yeah. opened up a little bit later. Um, it opened it's sort of they couldn't get the license in for Wild West Falls, and it's understandable as to why, because it was criticised heavily. Yeah. <laughs> so upon the, the film release in Wild West Falls, which opened in 1999, which means that, as we mentioned, this opened in the attraction itself opened in 1998. So it was sort of teasing the mm. the movie. The movie hadn't Ooh. come out yet. Um, but what happened when it actually did come out is not only was it just awful, like it was mm. so negatively received that it has currently a 17% on Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes with 131 <laughs> critics. Uh, it also had the controversy of coming out around the same time as the South Park film at that point, which was an R-rated film. And some people were actually going to Wild West Falls, going into the wrong theatre and seeing South Park. So it was this double whammy of a controversy of it being such a notoriously bad film <laughs> and not even, like, bad for a good reason. It then yeah, was not also, so bad, it's good. It, it then also had the negative press of sort of, coaxing children into South Park. So it was this yeah. double whammy. There's also <laughs> so a I think great... as well, the fact that, yeah, they made, you know, only $120 million off a $180 million budget. Mm. But some of that money was actually people going to see South Park instead. <laughs> <laughs> and look, they probably got the better film. I personally haven't seen the South Park film, no, but I, I remember certain bits. It sort yeah. of got those really iconic, very edgy songs. Yeah. It was sort of at the height of when South Park's that, main yeah. goal was to just offend everyone, whereas yeah. now it's become Late more 90s, of like a... Yeah, that matches up. Yeah, 100%. And one of my favourite quotes, just to describe how dead this film was, was from uh, Roger Ebert. He was a uh, Chicago Sun-Times um, movie critic. He gave this one star out of four, and he said, Wild Ooh. West is a comedy dead zone. You stare in disbelief as scenes flop and <laughs> die. The movie is all concept and no content. The elaborate special effects are like watching money burn on the screen. Which oh. I think is an accurate depiction yeah. for what I remember I, of this film. I think the biggest thing from for me for this film and this attraction tied together is that it almost wasn't, let's be honest, because if you think of the film, The Wild West, uh, Wild Wild West, sorry, if you think of the film, the few things that come to mind are the weird kind of like a giant spider yes. for some reason. But none of the stuff to me that made that film iconic shows up in the attraction. The attraction is just a generic kind of Wild West ride which they slapped the name Wild Wild West Adventure Ride on to try and tie back into that. Which this is, I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. One of my favorite things times this has ever happened mm. is, do you know the reason that Zippity Doodah River Run got changed to Splash Mountain? Yes, I, I do yeah. know this story. <laughs> and it's the most Eisner thing of all time. Did you want to uh, quickly touch on it? Yeah, so... 
the original in production Splash Mountain was known as the Zippity Doodah Run, and it it made that for a very long time until Michael Eisner comes and he's like, you know what? We should name this this ride based off Song of the South. After our hit movie Splash, starring Tom Hanks and Mermaid, <laughs> so the mo- the ride is called Splash Mountain because it's based on the film Splash, not yep. because you splash down at the end or anything like that. Just because Michael Eisner wanted to tie it into that film, he loved that film for some reason. If you look through the, you know, context and a blueprints and plans at the time, mm. I can think of like four or five different plans to bring the film Splash into Disney Parks experiences and resorts. And pretty much all of them failed, apart from this one, which was just by name only. My understanding as to why he was so passionate about that film is because it's the first film that he completely oversaw as CEO of the Disney company. So this was like his... No, because it's not. It's too early, isn't it? It's a 1984 film. Eisner doesn't come in until 1984. Uh, I, maybe I was it was under the, the assumption. first movie released under his tenure. True. And I don't know a lot about this film, but this film was quite well received at the time. Mm. It made a lot of money. So. I just the only thing I know about this film, I've never actually seen Splash, and it's sort of getting away from the the topic. So we'll try and reel it back in soon. But I just know that it's been heavily censored because in the original hmm. uh, theatrical run, they did have this mermaid who wasn't wearing anything on top, uh, and then they put CGI like CGI huh. hair over her breasts. Oh, is that what this film? I've seen the. I've heard that. I saw that mm. story, but I didn't know this was that, that was that film. But everyone, like, it, it just looks like it's super blurry. Uh, yeah. And everyone's like, why? But that was back when Disney is like, oh, in theaters, you can do what you want. But it, once I bet we, it wasn't a Disney film. I bet it was a touchstone film where the wild movies lived. I, I believe it was. But as we all know, the spirit of this show is that I believe something and then Luke tells me <laughs> that it's wrong. So- no, I don't, I, that's a guess. It sounds like a touchstone film. Who knows? <laughs> So as, you know, ride opens on the 26th of December, 1998, and it's really well received. And it does go through a couple of changes through its history to change its name. But I guess, do you want to go through the attraction as it is today? We can just quickly smash through some of the remaining history. Yeah. So So, today the attraction is still known yet as Wild West Falls Adventure Ride because of mm. a licensing dispute, which (laughs) there's no negative to this. I think at one point there's a pre-show where they were showing something specific about the Wild West Fall, the Wild Wild West film, because if you walk through the attraction today, Mm. there's a room that clearly used to be used for a pre-show, which you just walk straight through nowadays. And I have the tiniest memory of that room being used for a pre-show. Just me stopping in that room, though, and watching a film on a screen. That's all I have. Can't remember what the film was. Can't remember anything specific, but I remember that. My understanding is that the pre-show room was never really fully utilised. So there are screens around the queue which show various scenes from Wild Wild West as well as various westerns to sort of get you into the mood. Mm. Um, But the pre-show room itself, I believe they had intentions to use it. They just 
never did. It became just mm. a part of the queue. Yeah. Uh, but when you're on the attraction, you can definitely see it. And if you watch a queue ride through, it's just before you get to the last sort yeah. of horseshoe that takes you into it's a very the actual attraction. similar room to Bermuda Triangle at SeaWorld. Mm. Had that same sort of go into this small room, you could tell where a screen was, and then you go onto the ride. And I believe yeah. Bermuda Triangle in its later years got rid of that that pre-show as well, and then the storyline didn't make any sense. So yeah. there's precedent. <laughs> That's an attraction that we need to talk about. Bermuda yeah. Triangle is very cool very and unique. still exists yeah. in Europe in a way. Yeah. It's not kind like they, the true Bermuda Triangle. It's called like Area they 51. They did theirs up. Yeah, they just recently, in the last year or so, completely redid the attraction, and it mm. looks great. I, I miss this, this sort of era of Australian yeah. theme parks because- The peak, look, in my opinion- we talk about the attractions like Wild Wild West having a needless name. Like it, nothing in the attraction <laughs> itself had to do with Wild Wild West, but it's better than what we get now where we get, you know, the Batman coaster or DC Rivals hyper coaster and <laughs> it is entirely just a name. Like- what a name, folks. What does that even mean? Like if, you, if you've never ridden an attraction, just imagine a ride called DC Rivals hypercoaster mm. like it's the most generic you may as well just call a ride the hypercoaster which is it there's a park in like indonesia that has a ride called the boomerang hypercoaster even though it's not a hypercoaster it's just on a roof which yeah, makes it's, it it's like an 50 meters high i think no, i think it's a it's a vacoma boomerang Ah, okay. And uh, Which, oh, well, uh, yeah. uh, for everyone who's playing at home, take a drink. Bing. <laughs> That's why it's called Boomerang. Uh, That's true. Hypercoaster Boomerang or whatever it's called. There are certain theme parks in the world, Nagashima, Spa Land being one of them, which I feel are contractually obligated to call their attractions <laughs> after their manufacturing name. So you've got, you know... The Boomerang Hypercoaster. Well, we have to put Boomerang in there. That's boomerang. what it's called. <laughs> what the, there was heaps, yeah. A lot, or pretty much all of the flat rides at Nagashima Spa Land. Oh, yeah, like Sky Flyer, um, <laughs> you know, Pirate Ship. <laughs> so as you're going through the queue, you have all of these depictions of classic Western films, one of the few mm. opportunities in which they actually use the Warner Brothers Western license. Now, I haven't yeah. ridden this attraction in a very long time because most of the time when we go, the attraction's down. It, it does go down yeah. for a like, significant portion of the colder parts of the year. I want to say, yeah, it's probably been... Uh, Four years, maybe since I want to say we've ridden it together one time in the last mm. four years, but the last time I have actual memory of riding the attraction is 2017. Yeah, so that's a while ago. I believe that we managed to sneak on a ride, like it was within a day of when it reopened or it had just closed. Yeah. Um, and maybe we had managed to sneak in on 2020. A ride. Early 2020, we might have, because that would make sense. Like when we went, we went uh, in January of 2020. So it would make sense for the attraction to be open that time of year. Yeah. That's the, the, that's probably the last time we've ridden it. Um, and that was after it kind of went through a refurbishment, which we'll go mm. over a little bit later. But yeah, I think the, the weird thing about the queue is it's got this relatively well themed queue. It's playing, yeah. you know, Western films. It's got, Western theming, I guess, even though 
Western theming in most theme parks is like rusty old work equipment. There we go. Wild West. Yeah. So this sort of follows, uh, like we'll get into the the full ride experience in a moment and we will try our best not to make this one drag on because whilst this is an amazing attraction. Hey, guess what drags on? Talking about a podcast dragging on. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Uh, (laughs) So... Well, what if we just get straight into it, into the whole ride yeah, experience the queue itself? Is yeah. a picture of Wild West queue. Mm. Congratulations, you've made it. Now we're to the loading bay, <laughs> which all right. So you get to the loading area, and this part's mm. kind of cool because it's a continuous load. Yeah, so it, it nonstop. Um, I'm trying to think of other rides around the world that have this kind of system, but the good thing is it helps the throughput. This has for Australia. A really high capacity. Yeah, so I looked up the capacity of this attraction, and I believe it's the highest within Australia. Like It, it pales in comparison to some of the Disney attractions, yeah. but for Australia, this has a capacity of 1,440 mm. uh, guests at guess. a theoretical peak. Now, that's if they were yeah. running at maximum efficiency Max with all boats. of the boats. and Yeah. Uh, which... which- yeah. It doesn't need to hit that. Like, it's never no. really that popular. So Think about, <laughs> so last time we were at Warner Brothers Movie World, we were just off the cuff counting dispatch times for DC Rivals Hypercoaster, which mm. is arguably the most popular attraction in that park. Yeah. It was running like six-minute dispatches, which means it's only sending out 10 trains an hour. So it's only kind of sending out 180 guests an hour. And that's the most popular attraction. So 1,500-odd guests an hour. That's probably the entire park on some days, every hour. (laughs) Well, that's why when this attraction's open, you think that it's not very popular because you go and you can Mm. literally walk and get straight on. Yeah. Whereas when you think about it, if it's taking you an hour within a line for DC Rivals, then, of course, if it's going through, what were you saying, around 200 riders an, an hour? Yeah. When you've got an attraction that can do almost 12 times that, yeah, <laughs> then it's going to bump through. It just eats people. And that's the, the thing. This has still got a kind of old school restraint system, which they mm. are changing. So a lot of Australia is changing at the moment uh, due to a few incidents that have unfortunately happened yeah uh, and the good thing is because of those we've a lot of our safety requi- uh, requirements and regulations in australia have been changed to be mm. safer for the guests so one of the big things we- is we've seen well i've seen i don't think it's public somebody shared it with me i don't remember <laughs> who thank you to the person who did i've seen the concept for the new boats that are going to be in this so currently mm. it's one of the loosey goosey lap bar systems where, hey, just pull down your lap bar. As long as it clicks, you can kind of hold your legs up and fake that you've got a really tight restraint when you don't. Problem with that is if you've got an adult and a kid sharing the same lap bar, when you pull down, even if the adult's not doing the loosey-goosey trick, Mm. the kid is going to have enough room that they theoretically could probably step out of the ride. Yeah, and there are plenty of points in which you can do <laughs> yeah, that on this attraction. I'm sick of this attraction now. Um, <laughs> and then that is probably not not really a great idea. So I've seen pictures of the new boats no. and they're going to have two, two lap bars. So each person will have an individual lap bar so that a kid isn't going to walk off. Which, was it, a, was it at Hong Kong you saw a guest just walk off a ride one day? There, there were... 
incidents. So I mm. haven't personally seen this myself, but when I was in Hong Kong, I got to know a couple of the cast members and sort of mm. got to hear some of their stories. One of their biggest problems that they had is within some attractions, it was not uncommon for guests to literally just get up and go, I'm done. Like, I, I'm done with <laughs> It's a enough. Small World. So if you'll <laughs> notice, like, It's a Small World at Hong Kong. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same at all of the other ones, but specifically at Hong Kong, it seems to be that there's never any sort of platforms near the mm. It's a Small World uh, boats. There's, like, quite a big drop-off, so you can't yeah, just step water. out and get <laughs> onto it. So it's sort of like an elevated trough. Um, but it is within a trough and then everything else mm. doesn't have water in it. So, But I have heard stories of yeah. people literally just hitting a point <laughs> where they're done. like, I'm, I'm bored. Done. I believe Next it ride, was please. Buzz Lightyear. They always had that problem as well because uh, yeah, it was that- just a, an omni mover that you could go boom. Like if you I'm were forceful done. enough. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just one of those bizarre situations yeah. that's a cultural sort of phenomenon where I can't explain it. I don't. No, but it just <laughs> happened. So, yeah. uh, so we'll start. We're on the ride now, Ooh. and you kind of go out of the station. And correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but does it go something like this? Welcome to the Wild West Falls. And then a voice goes, please remain seated while on this attraction. So I... I- Always keep an eye on voiceover. Yeah. As someone who does a lot of voiceover, I'm always paying attention to the different intricacies of voiceover <laughs> over the years in Australian attractions. It used to have a voice that literally on repeat from a single speaker within sort of like a, a, a 10 to 20 second area yeah. of the ride. It would just be like, please remain seated with your arms and legs inside the vehicle. (laughs) I am happy to announce that the last time I rode this attraction, which as we both know, we can't figure out when. We have ridden this sometime (laughs) recently. I'm pretty sure it would have been 2020, right? I think so. It it was sort of during that weird period when we could travel and then they're like, no, you can't travel anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Um, But now they actually have a themed voice. So it's like, whoa, you're about to go on the wildest ride in the wilderness. I I just combined the two stories. Yeah. (laughs) He's the cliche. Howdy, partners. Mm. Like, and good on whoever it is. There's some acting in this Mm. rather than animatronics, which we'll get to in a little bit. They are the most camp 90s depictions of Wild West characters, (laughs) which is kind of great, in all honesty. So the first part, yeah. I was just going to say this whole attraction, when you go into it, it has that camp Wild West feel. Yeah. Um, Did you want to talk about sort of leading up to the first element? Yeah. Well, I was going to say this is kind of... It doesn't feel necessarily like realistic Wild West. It Mm. feels like the cliche Wild West from the movies, Yeah, which is great. Uh, So you go around this first part and it it builds nicely. There's this slow section where you now hear the theme voice where previously you just hear generic Von voiceover (laughs) telling you to remain seated. And you go up the first lift hill and if you're on the left-hand side, you can look down and watch the, the, the suck, the trap. The junk trap. I don't know what it's called, (laughs) but if you look down, there's always like bottles and packets of chips like swirling around in this part for some reason. Yeah, it's like where they (laughs) suck in the water for the fountains and all that. Yeah. Um, So you're going up, you get to look at the trash, Mm. and then this is probably, (laughs) in my opinion, the coolest part of the ride. You get to the top 
and you spin around and you see there's these two miners there. Mm. So you're facing towards these two miners and they say like they threaten you or something and they're like, hey, you get out of these parts and mm. your, your boat goes towards them and then they fire at your boat. And it goes down backwards, down like a roller coaster drop almost. Yeah. So this is a, a very cool and exciting element. Mm. It's I really haven't experienced it outside of this attraction, but yeah, yeah. It, the best way you can describe it is it's kind of like a roller coaster, and you almost have no time to anticipate it. You start no. going backwards, and then suddenly you're just like forced about. So it goes yeah. down, and then goes up, and then goes down and splashes. It's like an airtime hill. Yeah, like- it, it is very <laughs> cool. And yeah. you then splash back into the water in like complete darkness as you exit the cave. Yeah, and then you get this cool view because you're going backwards. You can look at kind of the mountain because mm. one we didn't explain. This has one of the coolest facades, one not just in Australian the theme parks facade. in the world. I would say mm. this has got the facade of a giant kind of mesa, and outside, like the mesa, you can see there's a little hut, and the hut is where the drop is. So you've got this massive, and this thing would, I would, what, probably 20, 30 metres across? It completely hides the back of the ride. It's 40 metres tall, I believe. Yeah. Because the drop itself is 20, and you're sort of Hmm. halfway through that facade. Yeah. And then the the cool thing about this is, if you just watch that facade, you would honestly think you went inside, up, 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 drop, that's the end of the ride. Yeah. No. No. When you finish this backwards drop section, you've got like a few minutes now of just kind of cruising around the Wild hmm. West. So you go backwards into this part. You get to a point where it, it does like a turnaround. And this is where if you get unlucky, you can get absolutely drenched <laughs> because the turnaround has like a geyser. And if at times, weirdly, you it shoots the water up and it just lands in your lap. You just get absolutely annihilated. But mm. this is the point in which it, it sort of uses a really clever technique to get you back facing the right direction. So mm. up until that geyser, you're facing backwards. And then it puts you in this little trough where the water's moving in such a way that there's no mechanics here to yeah. force you to go forward. It is just the movement of the water. Flow of water. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It's really interesting. Um, but so there's no turntable or anything. You just go into this trough. It sort of like doofs you and then you get pushed back out moving forward. And this is yeah. when you sort of get into some of the varied scenes of the outside yeah. portion. So there's you come across the first scene, which originally just used to be a train track, which had a speaker which made it sound like a train <laughs> was coming for you. And it, it was like the weakest speaker yeah. in the world. I think if you... If you bought like a Google Home Mini, <laughs> like for I'm saying this for context, eighty percent volume. <laughs> those things are tinny. Like they yeah. they are full of treble. They are not very good speakers. Sorry, Google, we're going to get sued now. <laughs> Last week we were promoting them. Now we're telling them that their products <laughs> awful. Even even in it out. But like for context, it, it's just like a. Like it is so weak of a sound. And then as you would go past, you would hear like a booming explosion. So it was yeah. meant to be like they put up TNT to sort of make the train explode, but 
it was already a destroyed bridge as well. No, so that's the second version. So the previous version, <gasps> yeah, it did. It just had this noise. It was like pee pee, and then you go around the corner, and there was like a bridge, and that was kind of it. Mm. Now that's uh, that was confusing, I guess. Now it's arguably more confusing yeah. because you hear the the toot toot again, and you go around the corner, and there's like a blown up bridge. Mm. But the train is stopped at the top of the blown up bridge, but all the TNT is still there and hasn't exploded. <laughs> like, and I think the, the, as you go around the corner, yeah, I've been confusing the two. It mm. then explodes. Yeah, it goes and then, boom, boom, boom. But you can see it in your brief, like you, it's in front of you when it you can, explodes. You can just but look it back. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure that they went to Bunnings one day and mm. they bought PVC pipe and red spray paint that must have been on sale because they probably bought <laughs> in PVC pipe that mm. spray painted red to look like TNT. No joke. There's probably over a thousand sticks of TNT in this attraction yeah. after a refurbishment in like 2017 or something. Somebody went on Big Thunder Mountain and really liked the exploding <laughs> tunnel scene. Like so really liked a ride. It. Like this TNT is everywhere except yeah. for the next two scenes, which the next scene after the train. Ooh, did you like that segue? That ooh. was a, that was a ooh. pretty good ooh. one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene afterwards is probably the the most boring, uh, not in terms of content, but the, just nothing is happening. So it's like a little Indian village. There are some teepees and then oh, there's yeah. a, a painted sort of facade behind it. And all it has is a speaker that's just like, and that's it. The facade might be (laughs) so faded. You could almost not tell the difference between the painted flat and just a white wall at this stage. Mm. (laughs) Like... But it yeah, was painted seems, a very long time ago. I don't ago. think they've retouched it since the eight, uh, ni- uh, whatever, 80, 98 when this 98, attraction opened. Yeah. yeah. And then you get into arguably what I would say is the best scene. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a classic Western scene. And this is the point in which people go, where are the animatronics? Because you yeah. go into a Wild West town, so and it has one of the best gags I love, mm. is that as you're going into the town, it has like the, the name of the town, and then it has a little sign that says population, and it's got like a it's just painted on wood. And then you hear a gunshot and someone go, mm. ow! And then the a little piece of the sign falls off and the population goes down one. Yeah, so- I love that little <laughs> gag. It's this, super it's- simple. But it's super cool. Mm. Like, and this whole scene is like full of those. So it's designed. Uh, I feel like yeah, what it's going for gaggy. is you imagine the yeah, various it's like actors. a ghost town almost. Yeah, like because yeah, effects are happening. So there's that one where you hear it, and that one you could be like, oh, they're inside. But then you'll go to another part, and there's like a a bar fight almost in the saloon, mm. and they'll so you'll see the door kind of blow open. And then the railing for the saloon will fall apart. And then a splash will appear in a horse trough that's below the balcony. And and Mm. it's obviously been like, oh, somebody's been thrown out of the saloon. They've rolled, broken over the balcony and landed in the water. Mm. But there's no one there. So it is like, yeah, is this a ghost? Is it meant to just be, (laughs) yeah, imagining what it's like? Nobody (laughs) knows. 
But it's sort of full of all of these gags. I, I highly recommend mm. people to look up a POV. I believe that Theme Park Review have a fairly good one of the original iteration of the attraction. Yeah, true. The pre, the pre TNT inning mm. version, I guess. There's it's. It's one of the few attractions on the Gold Coast that they will be okay if you have like your phone and your bag and all of that on you. So usually mm. they're fine for recording on a GoPro and stuff like that. Um, however, don't we have for some footage reason, on this attraction from like I, 2014. We don't. What oh, okay. I do have footage of though is the original version of the log ride at Dream World. Oh, which is yeah, arguably yeah. more valuable now as that ride is demolished. Rare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hit up Dreamworld. I need to buy the sign if they've still got it. I'll, I'll give no, you good money the, for that Dreamworld. <laughs> it's in the skip out the back, I'm sure, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> well, I was driving past. If you walk through, like, uh, not walk through, if you drive past one of the roads at Dreamworld, yeah. you can see there's just like a scrapyard of old stuff that's still that hanging out. That's what we call a premium Luke and Dom thing to do. We had hired a car and we we're like, ooh, if you go this secret road, you can get a backstage glimpse into mm. literally a scrapyard out the back of Dreamworld where they just dump stuff they didn't need anymore. That is, though, where the rumoured resort's going to go because I completely mm. forgot about this until someone mentioned oh, yeah. it the other day, but Dreamworld is doing, like, a whole resort facility. Yeah. And so is Movie World, but Dreamworld actually... Yeah officially announced theirs where movie world's only unofficially announced it's very strange movie world's announced hotel v i believe or something similar in that mm. name which was meant to be i think they didn't even announce that they just registered the trademark the trademark yeah so it's it's all weird but completely irrelevant to the right which experience, especially so. with the brisbane olympics coming up in 2032 mm. fingers crossed I know a lot of people say, well, it doesn't make sense to put any new expansions in because the Olympics are only for three weeks. Yeah, but that doesn't, like, if you can drag people over to your theme park, sure, mm. they're only for three weeks, but there could be millions of people in your city at that point. Yeah. If you can drag them over, and the best thing is, it's not as if those attractions and new stuff you put in is only going to last three weeks. You can tie it into the Olympics for advertising and then it's there for the rest of time anyway. And if you convince the government that you're worthwhile yep. having exactly. around, you can be giving a little to, bit of some, something. Yeah, come to Brisbane Olympics, maybe come down to Movie <laughs> World whilst you're at it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so after you go through the ghost town scene, and I highly recommend for people to go and check out a POV of this because I don't want to mm. describe all of the gags because they're worthwhile seeing. If you have the yeah. opportunity as well, go to the park. Because yeah, right. it's <laughs> come to Australia when you can. We don't even know when anyone can come in. We don't know when I we can leave. I don't even know when I can go to the Gold Coast, <laughs> let alone anyone else, unfortunately. But hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. But once you finish going through the sort of uh, the ghost town, which mm. fun fact, just before we go through this, um, they have Halloween Horror Nights, or not Halloween, mm. Fright Nights at Fright Nights. Movie World, and that's sort of their equivalent of Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And they used to do an ultimate tour where you could actually walk through this. They don't yeah, do that, that anymore, cool. but I want to do that. I want to walk yeah. through this scene. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they turned it into, it was essentially an exclusive kind of scare maze almost, 
but it took place in this town. So you got to walk around it, which is just that classic theme park lover thing of like, I just want to walk around an attraction. I will pay good money to just go where (laughs) no one else can go. It's sort of like theme park fans take pride in knowing stuff that other people don't. Yeah. (laughs) And other people probably don't even care about. (laughs) Yeah. You'll go to a park with someone who's really into theme parks and it's like, did you know that that piece of wood over there was actually painted by John M. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's (laughs) brother? And people are like, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't know that. But also, I don't really care. <laughs> so once you've gone through this get, uh, ghost town, you then get into the final lift till for the drop. And I will say, this lift till goes for a very long time. It's yeah, sort of like a and minute. It's a bit- <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Like mm. the anti-rollbacks are very loud. And it's got a lot of TNT in it, of course. It's got a lot of TNT. And but a lot it might of also sparky have sounds. the greatest original character at Movie World, <laughs> the Get Out guy. So what they do, they don't use animatronics, but they have sort of, I guess for lack of a better word, it's like a really bad version of Pepper's Ghosts. Well, not really yeah. bad. You can just see the screen. So it's like yeah. a TV screen and they do this it's for the weird. shooty guys. The shooty yeah. boys at the start are on TV screens and it's just a guy who appears like he fades in from black and yeah. he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then he shoots at you and he's like, get yeah. out of here. Get, 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 get out. <laughs> She's going to blow. But my favorite thing is during a single day, and I, I'm not kidding in this, you can sort of have a guessing game as to whether that effect's actually going to work. Yeah, and I think kind of throughout the day, it's almost like he gets dimmer somehow. Like the TV can't operate for eight hours straight without kind of dying because you're right in the morning and it'll be crystal, like, clear and brisk. Mm. And then you're right in the afternoon. You can just see him if you squint your eyes. Yep. It's also... (laughs) One of the the fun ones where when it's actually off and not working, you can see the no source um, yeah. little icon that appears Bouncing in the center of the TV. The you can still hear him, but it just yeah. says no source on the TV screen. <laughs> so once you finally get through this lift hill, it takes a while. Beyond that guy, nothing really happens. He happens about midway through. Then yeah. you get up to the final drop. So this has another sort of... Um, turntable, yeah, which takes you towards this final drop, and which is kind of cool because if yeah. you're on the left, so this this drop has doors on it, but if you're on the left, you can kind of look out to the side of the boat and just see essentially dropping off into nothing, mm. and you know you're about to go down it. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's one of those rare anticipation moments that you get within our theme parks. We don't have too many that really sort of build up towards mm. that final drop. Like, yeah, we've got regular lift hills, but this has got the swelling music and it's got yeah. all of those voice effects and you can hear it sort of really working up. So I find that one of the best parts of this drop is the anticipation that you get leading yeah. up to it. And also you're on a log flume. Like this is a yeah. big steep drop, which you've just got a lap bar for. So there is that yeah. sort of element of, oh, I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. That's they used to have this effect, which I've seen some video of it before. There mm. used to be like a barrel 
that yes. would expand as if it was about to explode. And then as you went down the drop previously, you'd hear that explosion as if it was that explosion that pushed you out of the mine. Mm. So it's got a 20 metre drop, which is about 66 feet. So it's not huge, but it's definitely... It doesn't sound like much, but think of like the Splash Mountain drop around mm. the world. That's a pretty big drop for a lot of people. This one is five metres taller. That's yeah. 15 metres and this is 20. So it's 30% taller than Splash Mountain. It hits 70 kilometres per hour or uh, 43 miles per hour for our American listeners. And that's fast. Like it, yeah. it feels... For a bloom ride, especially if you did the loosey-goosey trick with your lap bar. Oh. No, the problem is that you are so much taller than me and your legs like <laughs> poke up. So whenever I'm next to you, I'm like You're doing probably, the loosey-goose challenge, not by choice. I'm a solid foot. Like, shorter than you. It's quite hilarious when you see us in the parks because I look like Danny DeVito. Uh, and We're going to do the I... Blues Brothers one day with the two of us. <laughs> and so we'll get on the tractions like this and I'll be like, oh, boy, I'm going to die. So I'm just going to fly <laughs> out of the knees. top. You're either going to fly out or my knees are going to be crushed to dust <laughs> because you've ratcheted in the... The lap bar down so aggressively. You you haven't lived until you've gone to a theme park with a friend, and as they get into an attraction, yeah. you jump down on them, and they're just Especially, in agonizing yeah, with their individual lap bars. Mm. DC Rivals get, is the best for that one. Just staple them. Just staple. Got to. It's the rules. <laughs> and so after this, once you've gone through that final drop, they have these awesome fountain effects. Depending on the time of the year, if yeah. it's at a colder time of the year, the fountains are slightly after you go past. So they're mm. purely for aesthetic reasons. But if you're during summer, it actually is slightly before your boat goes past. So the water falls into your boat. Um, and you probably get more demolished by the fountains than you yeah. do by the splash like these things if they hit you mm. good luck you're gonna need a towel <laughs> <laughs> that's what i don't recommend taking bags on this because your bags will get wet if you've got a friend who sits off which a lot of the time i find drop like thrill rides like this big water rides have the highest chance of someone in your group not wanting to come on with you. Oh, yeah. Which means they're just volunteering themselves to look after 10 bags. Bag handler. That was my <laughs> mum at Disneyland. Like anything mm -hmm. that she couldn't expressly see what it did. So like Space Mountain, um, any roller coaster or anything yeah. like that. She's like, no, thank you. I'm going <laughs> to stay with the bags. That's, oh, I that managed to get my my grandmother the second time she took us. She took myself and my sister when mm. we were uh, I was sixteen. My sister was eight. We managed to get her on Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. and even that drop, she got off. She was like, "That's it. I'm done. Not riding anything again." <laughs> and she became. And then it must run in the family because hmm. then I, when my mum and my family came to visit me at Walt Disney World when I worked there, I managed to convince mum to go on Space Mountain and I thought that one of us was going to die on the ride. It was probably going to be me who got murdered after it, the way she was screaming through with hatred in her voice, like, how dare you get me on this roller coaster? Like, to her, the fact that mm. she couldn't see it was, like, a really good way for me to get her on it. Yeah. I did the exact same thing with my dad as well. We'll, we'll wrap up. The, the attraction's pretty much done here for those yeah. that are like, what happens next? You get next? a photo. 
Yeah, the, when you go down the hill, you get a cool photo. So make sure you do a weird pose or get some maps or do something silly. We always do something silly. You can get a really yeah. cheap photo pass. Usually it comes with your season pass as well uh, mm. at Movie World. So this is one of the prime attractions to get a really funny photo with your friends because you can take your bag on. So you, we have ones where it's like we've got maps out. I think there's one of me and one of my good friends kissing. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, that sounds about right. Which I remember when we... We actually went to get it. He's like, oh, it's been censored. And I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, Tower censored it. I'm like, oh, can we have it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, well, I guess I, because the person, the group in front of us got a similar picture, mm. but it was like, and it was. He's like, well, if I let the group in front, which was like a buff dude and his girlfriend, mm. he's like, well, if they're allowed to have a kissing photo, I guess you guys are too. It was 2014. It was a different time up in <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> uh, so uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on as well. My dad had a similar experience on Space Mountain. I got him on there. I'm like, it's a tame roller coaster. <laughs> to me, it's a tame roller coaster. <laughs> to yeah. him, he did like this thing. Where, like, he became a kid that had just gone into, like, a candy store and the owner had come up and gone, you you get all of this. This entire candy store is yours. And he's just like, whoa. And the entire time he's, like, you know, he's just sort of, like, flailing about. He's, like, grabbing my my leg to do. You know that pinchy thing that you do on someone's yeah. leg? And he's like, ah, ah. He's, like, freaking out, but he's, like, screaming in happiness. And then after... Afterwards, he just gets off, he walks out, goes to the gift shop, and I'm like, oh, do you want to go again? And he's like, no. (laughs) I will never be doing that again. (laughs) Are we going to get to that stage when we're, you know, in like 20, 30 years? Is Space Mountain going to be too thrilling for us? I... I wonder that, but then again, I know people who are our age. Like, I don't think it's an age thing. I just think it's a... Yeah, it's a, a tolerance thing. I know people who yeah. just don't do rides because yeah. it's not for them. You know, people who go to Disney parks and they won't go on any of the thrill rides at Disney parks because yeah. they feel that's too much. You Even know, that's say, too much. Yeah. Yep. Um, my wife won't go on Tower of Terror because it's too much for her. Mm. I'll I'll happily. Yeah, I, I haven't done back, it to yet. Back to back to back. But yeah. I'm very close to jumping out of a plane because I reckon I could Good do luck. that. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> the the only way, and I have talked to you about this before, I'm like, okay, what if we do a video where it's like yeah. the ultimate thrill jumping out of a plane? And you're like, oh, well, if it's for a video. <laughs> Which we almost, we won't say who it was with, but we almost were going to do that with a rather big company i guess you'd call it yeah we got an offer earlier in the year yeah which we unfortunately it never it never came to fruition but i that's the closest you're ever probably going to get me and it's because it was an agreement with a company who were going to fund it like (laughs) that was it it. that's why i would have done it the whole (laughs) offer was like we will give you just x amount of money tell us what you want to do Spend it how you want, essentially. Mm, and we're like, oh, fun. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. A, a couple yeah. others did. And yeah, those things happen. That is the industry. But yeah, other that's than that, part of production. That is Wild West Falls. Or previously, Wild Wild West Falls. Mm. Or previously, <laughs> Rio Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Which have anything think, else that you want to say about this? I was just going to say this. 
attraction. A lot of pretty much everyone praises it in my opinion, but I even still think it's underrated. Yeah, the lot of like as a holistic attraction, the full package experience. This is the best ride at Warner Brothers Movie World mm. for the most people. DC yeah. Rivals is going to be too thrilling for families. You know, this ride, pretty much everyone can do it together, and it's not just a big thrill for the sake of a big thrill. As an overall package, theming, atmosphere, pacing, thrills, that I feel is probably the best all-round attraction. Yeah, this is the bar, in my opinion, mm. for when it comes to themed experiences in Australia. And yeah. Off the top of my head, anything recent doesn't even come close. The only things that were sort of close to this experience were released either before or just after this, whereas nowadays a lot of themed experiences don't even seem to get anywhere near this, um, no. which, you know, for for the reasons that are quite complicated, and maybe we'll touch on it one day, but basically Australian theme parks got into a a thrill war, An for lack of a race. better word. Like yeah. there was a point and a where race to the bottom where hmm. like we're just going to put in big thrilling steel monstrosities. Oh, and tickets to four theme parks, a hundred dollar season pass for the year. Yeah. And they're struggling still to break out of that, even though that was 10 years ago. And it just became that problem of the rides got bigger, the tickets got cheaper. And then they found one day they're like, oh. We're out of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll have to sell the land Whoops. underneath our park. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which, How can uh, we forget? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, beyond that, I also agree this is an in- incredibly underrated attraction. I would, if this left, if for some reason Movie World turned around one day and said that this attraction is closed, I would honestly say that you would need three or four rides to make up for this. They cannot lose this ride whatsoever. It is vital. And you can tell by the work that they've done on it and how often it's down. And it's under refurbishment and they're changing the trains and all of that. They need this attraction because it just eats people. But it's also necessary for Movie World to maintain its identity. If they lose this, it just becomes another thrill park. Yeah, this is kind of the thing that's holding them on one side of a Six Flags compared to a proper theme park, in my opinion. Currently, (laughs) it's hanging out at like a knots level, whereas it it could very easily fall over the edge to Six Flags. So, (laughs) I know you can do it, Movie World. You have the power. Just never touch this attraction. Treat it like (laughs) a deity that it is. Well, I think that that does it for this That'll episode. That'll wrap it up. Well, if you want to get in touch with me about anything that we've talked about today, you can find me on Twitter at ReviewTimeDom. I'm at ReviewTimeLuke. And you can find us both at Time Review or ReviewTime everywhere else. Luke, do you have any idea about what's coming up next week? Mm, might be. You know, we often talk about, you know, we're, we're imagining ourselves walking around a, a theme park. Mm. You know, you love to say that. But guess what? Next week, we're actually going to get in a time machine to walk around some theme parks from the past. Nice. Little teaser there for you. We'll see you then. I'm ready. See you all next week. <laughs> Bye. 
Review Time's theme podcast is brought to you by Luke Carroll and Dom Lacey. A big shout out goes to our newest Patreon, Dia Hahn, long term Patreon, Brendan Brown, and to you, the listener. Review Time's theme podcast will be back next week.